Amen. Well, this morning, uh, we are continuing our sermon series uh, through the songs of the Nativity, right? It's the original Christmas album that comes to us from Luke chapter 1 and 2. Uh, we began a couple weeks ago with Mary's song, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, sang one of the all-time Christmas greats. Uh, and in her song, she reminds us that God lifts up the lowly, right? That God sees and notices us, uh, regardless of how others might see us, regardless of where we might find ourselves in life, that God looks upon us. He sees us and he reaches out to lift us up with love. Her song reminded us of a God who came to save us in the person of Jesus, that Jesus came to save those who were lost. Last week, uh, we heard the song of Zechariah. It was a song of praise and a song of hope, a song that gave thanks to God that his promises were coming true in Jesus. And it offered to us a reminder that we can trust God in whatever circumstances that we are going through. It was a reminder to us that God's promises are true and good, and that God is working for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Even when we don't see it, God continues to work. And so the song offered us that hope, and it offered us uh, a sense of peace, that we can have peace when we wait upon God, uh, that he will answer, uh, that he will show up. And this week, uh, we're moving into our third song uh, on the album, The Angel's Song. And now normally, when you get an album, I don't think they do albums anymore, but I had albums when I... (laughs) I had albums when I was growing up. Normally on an album, you know, you'd hear, have a couple songs, you know, they'd be at the top of the charts, and it's like, okay, you know, I'll play those over and over again. And there were some other songs that you would just skip over, because like, ah, I don't really know about that one, I don't like that one. And so you just move on past that. Well, well, this album uh, is, is different, right? This Christmas album that we see in Scripture, uh, it, it doesn't have a B-side. They're all, they're all hits. Uh, and so this morning, I would just encourage us that the angels really know how to sing. Uh, and they're, they're not just giving us a performance, they're giving us a song that they want us to sing along with. And so we're going to hear their song this morning. It comes from Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14. And so I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles with me there. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14. It says, In that region uh, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And I know on the screen it says terrified. In my Bible it says terrified as well, but I think I've just seen uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas way too many times. Like when I get to that point, it's, it's sore afraid. It doesn't matter what it says. So the angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. They were sore afraid. Uh, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. So as we, as we think about this passage uh, and the angel's song, it's important to know that this scene is unfolding simultaneously with the birth of Jesus. 
Right, if we were to backtrack just a few verses, we would read about Mary and Joseph. Uh, they were traveling to Bethlehem to be registered, uh, which was the Romans' way of making sure that everybody paid their taxes. Uh, and so while they're in Bethlehem, the time came for a baby to be born. And so Mary gives birth. She wraps the baby in cloths and lies him in a manger. And so at the same time that the baby Jesus is being born, the angels show up. In the fields to announce the good news of what's taking place. Uh, what the shepherds see is, is all of heaven rejoicing at the birth of the baby Jesus. And, and so there's kind of this, this side-by-side action of heaven breaking into earth that's taking place. There's the baby Jesus, right? heaven come down to earth. There's the angels seeing the, the heavens opening up and inviting the shepherds to join in. The angels' song is a response to the birth of this baby Jesus and what it means for us. And it's also an invitation for us to join in their singing. As we, as we look at the angel song a little bit this morning, this celebration of heaven come down, this celebration of heaven's invitation to be drawn into God's joy, these are the, the places of focus for us. Right? That the angels are singing in response to something that God is doing. And then the angels are inviting us to join in with that response. And so first, as the heavens are opening up and the angel choir begins to sing, right, they're singing in response to this good news that they just told the shepherds about. Right, their glory to God in the highest is because of something that God has done that makes them want to sing. If we're following the story, right, the shepherds are out in the field. They're keeping watch over their flocks by night. And then an angel shows up and, he, and the angel tells them some startling news. Uh, some good news of great joy for all the people. And, and this is important here that it says it's for all the people. Right? This good news of great joy that the angels are sharing, it's not just for some people. It's not just for a few people. It's for all people. Uh, this is something important that I don't want us to forget because this good news isn't just for people who seem to have you know, all of their stuff figured out, who seem as though they've got life, you know, all of their life just seems to go smoothly, that's all in place. You, know, you look at their, their Facebook or their Instagram and it's always like these great pictures. Uh, the, the good news isn't just for the people who seem to have it all figured out. It's, it's for the rest of us, right? Who, who like, sure, maybe we post a picture of everybody smiling, but we know that three seconds before that, everybody was just yelling at each other for something crazy that had happened. Uh, we, we post a picture of the table looking all nice for the mealtime, and we know that the rest of the house has, like, laundry scattered all over the place, right? The good news is for all of us. Uh, the, the good news isn't just for people who seem as though they just naturally do the right thing. Uh, it's for the rest of us who... Who have times when we when we make mistakes? You know, I know in my life I've made plenty of mistakes, some big, uh, some small. It's good to know that this good news that the angels are talking about is for somebody like me. It's for somebody like you who doesn't have it all together, who doesn't always make the right decisions. It's good news for all people. It's good news for rich and for poor. It's good news for Jew and for Gentile. It's good news for, for black and for white and for everything in between. It's good news for all people. And what is this good news that makes the angels want to sing? Uh, what is this good news that produces universal joy? It's that a Savior has been born. Now, maybe we might ask the question, why, why is it good news that a Savior has been born? Because what is it that a Savior means? A Savior means that, 
that there's people who need to be saved. Uh, I mean, what is it that we need to be saved from? I mean, because that could actually be a, a real question that we might have. Uh, you know, what do I need to be saved from? What do I need to be rescued from? What is it that I need to be delivered from? What is this kind of threatening condition that exists, this dangerous condition, this perhaps deadly condition that I need to be saved and rescued and delivered from? Now, there's some people who, in thinking about you know, the need to be saved and might say, you know what, the thing that we need to be saved from, uh, perhaps is just an unfulfilled life. You know, perhaps, uh, you know, marriage seems a little bit unfulfilling at times. Like it's, we enter into it and it's like, this is going to be the thing that brings my life happiness. And then we find ourselves down the road and it's like, you know what, this isn't really bringing me happiness. I need somebody to save me. Or perhaps, perhaps it's our, 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 the rest of our family. Maybe it's kids or or grandkids or brothers or sisters or parents. And we look to that as a place where I'm going to find fulfillment and and it just kind of leaves us empty. It doesn't doesn't quite measure up. Perhaps, you know, maybe it's, it's an economic situation. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to work and I'm going to find fulfillment and purpose within the, the things that I do, what I can make with my hands, what I can build, what I can achieve, what kind of accomplishments I can gain. Maybe it's in, you know, our, our economic situation. I'm going to look for fulfillment in, in these different places. I'm going to try to build up my own little empire, so to speak, and find fulfillment in that. And perhaps it doesn't quite measure up. And maybe we need to, maybe some might suggest that that's the place where we need rescue. I need rescue from this unfulfilled life. Another person might say, perhaps the thing that we need to be rescued or saved from uh, are, are some of the debilitating habits that we might take on. You know, some of these things that we can't quite get control of. Perhaps there's, you know, some sign of uh, some kind of addiction that we're facing or that, that's going on, and we need rescue. We need deliverance from that. Perhaps, perhaps uh, the thing that we need saved from is just. You know, kind of our, our own ill tempers, the ways that our, our desires lead into not good places. Perhaps it's, you know, whatever angers we're holding on to, our bitterness, our lust, whatever thing's going on in our lives. And we need to be delivered and rescued from that. And the good news is that this baby boy who the angels are singing about, who has come to save us, he does bring deliverance. Uh, He does bring fulfillment into our lives. Jesus does give us victory over these things that will destroy us. But the universal problem that the Lord sent a Savior to deliver us from is is not merely uh, the problem of a purposelessness or unfulfilled living. It's, it's not primarily uh, the problem of misplaced passions, or desires, or lusts, or unbreakable habits. The primary thing that God sent a Savior to save us from was the problem of our sin and guilt. I mean, that's, that's the real issue. That's the core issue behind all of these other things. The reason that we need a Savior is because we need somebody to rescue us from the consequence of our sin. And this is a universal problem because it's a problem that we all fall into. And we all fit that category of somebody who has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter whether you're a person who's living in a third world country with no real expectations. And so life doesn't seem unfulfilling at all because you don't really have any expectations for it. Or whether you're a person who isn't really consumed by any of these habits or desires. It doesn't matter where we find ourselves in life. Whatever situation that we're in, we each are people who have a, a certain measure of sin that exists within us. That at some point, at some level, at some place, we've all broken God's law. We all find ourselves in a place of eternal separation from him 
we'll find ourselves in need to be rescued from sin. And so the good news that the angels are singing about is good news for all people because it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how much money that you have or don't have. It doesn't matter what people think about you or don't think about you. Uh, The universal problem that a Savior came to save us from is that we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. I, I think this is why, you know, it says the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were sore afraid. Uh, that's why they're afraid. Uh, because whenever we see God's glory, you know, we, we realize that there's something in us uh, that doesn't quite meet up to that standard. There's something in us that separates us from that. Every time the angels show up, Uh, At any point in time, the first thing they say is, do not be afraid. Because people are always taking a step back. Whoa, there is something holy. There's something glorious going on here. And I'm I'm not worthy of that. We recognize that within ourselves. So we needed the Savior to come and save us. And the fact of the matter is that when we've been rescued from sin, when we've been saved from sin and its power and the penalty of it, that even though we might never realize our career dreams, even though we might never realize our marital dreams or vacation dreams or economic dreams, even though we might not ever get complete dominance over the different drives and passions of our lives, we still have a measure of triumph. Because when our purpose is in these eternal things, when we've looked beyond today and we've seen what it means to be eternally connected to a God who made us, who loves us, who cares enough to come and save us, when we realize that we have complete forgiveness and the power of the Holy Spirit to work within us to overcome all things, there is joy and there is victory in that. So the the good news of great joy for all people is that there has been born for you. And, And I think this is beautiful here because it takes, you know, the universal it takes the, the, the big picture and it breaks it down to the particular. It, it says the good news of great joy for all people has been born to you. It's for all people, but it's for you as an individual. Uh, one who will save you from your sins. One who will rescue you from the penalty of your sins. One who will deliver you from eternal separation from God to eternal life with God. The good news of great joy is that rather than judgment for our sins, God sent a Savior so that we might have peace with God. Rather than condemnation for our sins or being condemned for breaking God's law, God sent us a deliverer to save us from our shame and from our guilt and to offer us peace with God. It's this good news that has all of heaven rejoicing Right, all the angels in heaven were singing on the night of our Savior's birth because it's God's joy that none would perish. They are joining in with the joy of the Father that a Savior has been sent. It's God's desire that all would find salvation in Jesus. So all of heaven is rejoicing at this declaration of the good news that a Savior has been born. But this song that the angels sing, this glory to God in the highest heaven, peace among those whom he favors, it's not just a performance, it's a sing-along. As the angels are singing glory to God in the highest, they're inviting us to enjoin with them, to sing along with them. They invite us not only to hear the good news of a Savior's birth, but to be a people who respond to it, people who receive the gift of salvation that's been offered to us and live in joyful response to it. A couple of years ago, 
uh, for Christmas, uh, we decided to get our kids a puppy, right? We wanted to do that. You know, maybe it was like we've seen too many of the commercials or too many of the movies, uh, and the puppy, you know, kind of walks out and toddles out. And so that's what we had. <coughs> sorry, that's what we had in mind. So that's what we were going for. Uh, and so we kept it a secret, right? They had no idea. And uh, we picked up the puppy on Christmas Eve. Uh, we had it in our room, and we just hoped and prayed that it didn't whine too much and it didn't bark. And so the little puppy kept quiet enough, and the kids were a little bit consumed with what was going on at Christmas, so they didn't hear it when it did. You know, but we were all gathered around the tree on Christmas Day, and they're opening their gifts Christmas morning. And while they're opening their gifts, like I snuck away to go over and, and get the puppy and bring it out. And... and you know, I've got so much joy over it. I'm not sure how they didn't know there was something going on. Because, you know, I'm excited because I know that they're going to be excited. I'm excited because I'm offering them something that's good. My wife and I were both, like, ready, excited about this particular moment. So we, so I go over, and they didn't notice. They were oblivious that I had left. And they didn't even recognize that I was coming back uh, with this puppy. And so I put the little pup down. It was probably about 10 feet away from where they were. And it does the cute little thing where it's like kind of toddling over there, stumbling on its way to make it over. Uh, and then they're still oblivious. And one of them, one of them notices and looks over and it's like, hey, guys, I think you're going to want to see this. And they hear it, and they look, and then they all break out, right, with all this rejoicing, the celebrating, the crazy shouting. And, and as a father, uh, I'm overflowing with joy, with happiness in this moment as well, because I see the look of joy on their faces. And, and there's a part of me that thinks that this is what, you know, the angel's invitation might look like on a much grander scale. Right? The father is filled with joy, because he's made a way for his children to be in peace with him. He's made a way for his children uh, to find salvation, to find that eternal connection with him. And the angels are the first one who's seen that the Savior has been born and is coming into the world. And so the angels show up to the shepherds and they're like, hey guys, I think you're going to want to see this. I think you're going to go, I think you want to go and take a look for yourself. And it's not just an invitation, right, for the shepherds to see what's happening. It's an invitation for them to share in the Father's joy. Not just to share in the joy that the angels have, but to share in the joy of a Father who's offered such a great gift. The angel's song for us is an invitation to receive that gift of salvation and to share in the Father's joy. That we have peace with him. Not just a short-term peace, but an everlasting peace. The angel's song is a Christmas sing-along that never gets old. Because every year, every month, every day, they invite us to experience the joy that a Savior has been born. That a Savior has come to us to deliver us from our sin. To enable us to live in peace with the Father. To share in the Father's joy for all of eternity. You know, sometimes I, I wonder if maybe we miss out on the joy of Christmas season because... Because maybe the message seems too, too simple. Maybe we miss out on the joy because maybe it's like, well, I've, I've heard it before. I've already got the puppy. You know, I don't, what, what am I going to get this year? But it's this message for us that always rings true. Uh, it's the greatest gift that has been offered to us. And every year, every moment, every day, we're invited to be reminded of just how much God loves us. Right, that God shows us his love, that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's the hope of salvation. It's the hope of life eternal for us. And we might miss it sometimes, but there's, there's little reminders that I think that we get outside of that. And uh, not, to, not to go too far down the road, but yesterday, 
And we had a, um, a celebration of life or a service of death and resurrection for somebody who had been a part of our church family for like the past 12 years. And it's in those moments, I think, whenever, whenever it, it, it kind of strikes you that there's something bigger that's going on here in this story and this song that the angels are singing. Right? That there is something that's beyond this world, beyond whatever gifts that we might ha- think that we have or don't have, beyond whatever hopes or dreams or expectations we have. There's something beyond it. And the angels are proclaiming to us that we can inherit that, that we can have that, not just here and now, but eternally. That we can go on to be with the Father here and now and forevermore. It's a great gift that's been offered to us. It's the great song that we get to sing, Glory to God in the highest heaven peace on earth to those whom he favors. And so I, I don't want you to miss this morning. I don't want you to undersell the magnitude of the gift that's been offered to us in Jesus. And so if you're here this morning and you say, you know what, I've, I've, I've never really received that gift of Jesus as my savior. You know, I, I want to today. I, I want I want that joy that enables me to sing with the angels. I want the joy that's not found just in the, the various gifts and the things and my hope-filled purposes or whatever else. I want the joy that comes from knowing. Knowing that I have an assurance. Knowing that I know that I'm able to walk with God here and now and forever. I'm going to invite you to say a prayer with me. And so let us go to the Lord together this morning. Say, gracious God. Thank you that you love me. Thank you for Jesus who came to save me from my sins. I confess, Lord, I need a Savior. I put my hope and trust in you. Lead and guide my steps and fill me with your joy. In Jesus' name, amen.